Coming to you from Star Studios in Calvert, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a podcast hosted by me, sign painter Sean Starr. Our groovy intro music was written and recorded for this show by Fergal Aller of the Cranberries. Thanks, Fergal. some killer work you've been uh, posting lately oh thank you yeah um you know last year was crazy for everybody um yeah fortunately i stayed busy throughout last year so that was nice because you know you always worry when something large is happening how bad it's going to affect you but we got through it um yeah. and then about six seven weeks ago it just blew wide open and people were calling uh-huh conversations I had over a year ago started resuming yeah. and you know everyone's yeah. coming out of the woodwork again so yeah, I, I, I think exactly. it'll I think we'll be able to catch up which we're going to have to pull, play some catch up and all yeah. of that but um, I think it'll work that's nice yeah yeah I mean I was when the first lockdown hit like around a year ago I was really worried like like this is going to be a really difficult year Yeah. Uh, but la- last year, I mean, after the first lockdown, every everything just like exploded, and uh, I had too much work, and um, yeah, I was able to uh, you know work a lot, and then I had uh, I had enough money to realize this uh, dream of mine, which is where I am now. It's my my little studio, new awesome. uh, sign shop here. Okay. So. Uh, Yeah, that was that was a uh, yeah. Last year was really crazy for me in in many ways. It was really good in many ways, but I also had like uh, like some challenges, you know. Sure, uh, sure. So, so in the fall, you know, I was super busy with work, and then I was working too much, so I got stressed. Yeah. And uh, so I had to like uh, you know go to like a stress coach and mm. uh, figure out how to work a little bit less. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So first I got stressed, then uh, my actually quite new wife uh, decided to just like leave me. So I had the, I had a divorce on top of that stress. Yikes. And that, yeah, that led to some uh, like, uh, like general depression. Which sure, understandable. To, uh, understandable, yeah. which led to this uh, sort of creative block, which was really tough on me. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wasn't in the mood to be creative, you know. I didn't, yeah, for sure. Uh, feel like it and I had this new studio space I had all the facilities and then I had this block and I was super sad and everything and then on top of that all the back pain <laughs> came so you know in in many years last year was the best year for me and for my business but personally it was like really tough but I'm, I'm getting back on the best of back. times worst of times yeah Isn't totally book in, yeah in a, yeah in a, yeah is that yeah in a year Yeah. So it was, uh, and now it's like you know sometimes when, when life just treats you like this, you can't either you can like cry or you can laugh. And I'm like, I think I just laugh about it because the it's the only choice. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so it's so silly, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's uh that's definitely the the right approach. I mean, yeah, you know, it's no. it's um, <laughs> so I I um. I thought this was really interesting when we started talking about having you come on because, um, yeah. you know, I, 
I've, I've, I've been around for quite a while and I've, and I know a lot of the older guys that have been doing it a long time. We all knew each other through some of the really old forums and everything that are now gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but you, you, it was really interesting to me because you're, you're someone who I, I've followed your work through social media and been really intrigued yeah. about the stuff you're doing. Um, but I don't know you, I don't really know anything yeah. about you. So I was like, Oh, this is really yeah. cool opportunity to like, um, get into like how you got started, what your motivation was, yeah. um, and yeah. all of that. So I'm, I'm really excited to kind of unpeel that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I would love to talk about it because, uh, um, my path was, I mean, somehow a little bit, uh, I had a bit of a bumpy road to, to where I am now, okay. but um, so like where I am now is I have successfully been full-time sign painter for more than five years. Okay. And um, besides painting signs, I also do some design work. I do some uh, teaching and I do some talks and I have published some books. So everything is evolving around science. Uh -huh. um, so I'm really happy where I am and I'm super actually very grateful to be able to live like this. Um, so like 90% of what I do is just painting signs and okay. the rest of all these things is like uh, a small uh, part of my, my business. But but I am just like, a, I'm, I'm a sign painter. That's my <laughs> profession. So, um, so what, so, what was the, the leaping point? Like what were you doing prior? And then what got you into it? So when, when I grew up, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. So I was like browsing around a lot of creative educations, worked uh -huh. uh, in some graphic design, some photography, uh, some printing, bookbinding. So some artwork, street art. And, you know, I did a little bit of everything just to try and figure out what I wanted to do. And um, it was really difficult to sort of like, um, you know, feel happy or, you know, interested, keep my like focus in, in these uh, different um, ways of working. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was in my, in the beginning of my 30s, I'm 39 now, I started this um, education as a sign maker. And in Denmark, they call this education sign technician which okay. sounds super uh, uh, tough, like, like a super boring job. You don't want uh -huh. to be a science technician, you know? Yeah. But uh, so basically it's a sign maker. And is and that the like, is that like the, the, the modern digital and, and all of that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, um, it's basically the same education as a sign painter, but they changed the name when you stopped, painting signs, you know, I think okay. it was in the, uh, like 2003, four, they just made the new name for this education because okay. you, you didn't, they didn't, they don't teach you how to paint signs at this uh, education. Mm -hmm. Um, but well, I started this education and then I was, um, super stoked to find that now I was able to work with something I've always loved, which is like typography or letters and, and, uh, yeah. Um, type and then to work with my hands you know I've uh -huh. been trying to sit in front of the computer and it just wasn't me I worked for like uh, four years as a like a painter as, as a house painter and I really liked this way of like working like 
like sort of dynamic every day, but it was obviously like not so interesting to just paint white walls. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so, but I liked, actually, I liked the way of working with my hands like this. And then when I started here, I was like, hey, now I'm able to combine what I like, work with my hands and, and be sort of like in some kind of like movement. Mm -hmm. And then with the uh, typography and lettering as the main sort of um, subject, um, so after, um, yeah, so w what I did is I started uh, an apprenticeship as a sign maker, which is quite difficult to get a good apprenticeship uh, here in, uh, in Denmark because there's not, it's not a big uh, industry. Um, but I, I found uh, an apprenticeship at a li little sign company here in Copenhagen. Mm. It, it's called Skildefabrikken and it translates into the sign factory. <laughs> okay. And back Back in the days, all the sign companies in Denmark, they would be called sign factories. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, so like a small uh, family business where I was able to learn all about how to design signs, produce signs, install signs. And um, what I really did, I was in, in mainly doing installation because that's what I found was like more interesting than doing the design work because I, I knew how to do the design work. And uh, now I, I, as I said, I like this dynamic way of working. You're like always like kind of like moving or doing something like working yeah. with your hands. And that is, uh, I, I feel really comfortable in, in, in this. Um, and, and so my interest in traditional sign painting, like painting signs with a brush, uh, it came you, you know, actually, one of the first uh, things that tricked my, like, really interest in it was uh, watching the trailer to the Sign Painters uh, movie. Okay. And, I mean, it was, like, maybe, like, one and a half year into my apprenticeship, and somehow I saw this trailer at Vimeo or YouTube. Or, and I was like, what is this, you know? What mm -hmm. is this? Is this still a thing? Yeah. And I always, I mean, I knew about sign painting when I was younger. I was, I was doing graffiti and, and some of my friends, they were doing the sign painter education, you know, mm -hmm. while it was still like painting signs. Um, and then I kind of like, I, I got more and more curious, like, is this possible to to paint signs like this and how do you do it? And I remember like making small pounds patterns like this and bringing them home. And uh -huh. then on my living room, uh, in my living room, I would paint like uh, casuals from a font with a small brush and then bike paint in a small tin like this, <laughs> you know, like really shitty paint. Yeah. Didn't know what I was doing. All blobby I was like, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was horrible. Uh, but, uh, you know, I really wanted to get into it. So I was like just more and more curious. And um, as, as an apprentice at a sign company, you know, uh, you just have to work and do what you're told. So yeah. it was a bit difficult to just, you know, uh, um, you know, how can you say, like explore this way of working. Mm -hmm. um, but but uh, now and then we had jobs where it made sense to paint it by hand. And I was always super uh, uh, pushy to to do these jobs. And uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and if we had a job where you would use a, like a vinyl stencil, uh, I was like telling them like, no, no, let's do it from a pounds pattern, and uh -huh. I will paint it. I promise I will do it fast and stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they give you some some latitude to do that? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, they awesome. did. They yeah, they did. And and I remember there was like one like uh, like uh, this 
uh, what do you call like veteran car, like a Ford T from 1925. Uh -huh. And, uh, we had to paint some gold lettering on this uh, old uh, car for a Danish bakery. Uh -huh. And I was so excited, like, let's paint it by hand. And I ordered one shot paint and I made loads of samples on small uh, steel panels and presented to my boss and like, look, I can paint this, I promise mm -hmm. you. And then she was like, uh, it's gonna take too long. We'll do it in masks. <laughs> oh. I was so I was so sad, and we did it all in like one day, you know. Uh -huh. And if I were to if I were to paint like uh, like three sides on that truck, it would take me like two weeks. So yeah, I, I yeah. understand, you know. But <laughs> I was just so excited to do it. Sure, sure, yeah. But yeah. you know, that's an interesting point, though, because there is. Um... There is the practicality aspect that occasionally, you know, will dictate how you approach something. And yeah. it's, even those of us that just do paint um, and have for years, it's like there's still times where something will come up where it's like, well, I could paint it that way, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not, there's no way I can get paid what I need to get paid. So I'm going to yeah. paint it this way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's part of like, it. uh, yeah, it is. And um, I mean, uh, fortunately, I've been able to to just pass on work like this mm -hmm. um, to my friends who have a like a modern sign company. Okay. But um, I mean, uh, I just guide the clients, you know, to pick a different like uh, approach. But there's a lot of uh, like the modern sign making industry has a lot of like uh, super smart machines and you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if, you have, if you have a client and they want some like lots of like gradients and like colors and photographs it's like i, I can't paint it you <laughs> need yeah, to print yeah. it <laughs> and so, call someone else so that that brings up interesting thing to me you know a, a big part of the work i've seen you post in recent years is the gold leaf on glass and some of yeah. it is just immaculate and beautiful and i could Thanks. definitely see that you have design background because there's so much yeah. of it is just it's spot on uh how did you get involved in that and how did you learn the process is what is there some old school science you're in copenhagen correct yeah 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 yeah. so copenhagen is there some old school people there who showed you or how did you figure it out mm. You know, actually, the first sign company I worked after finishing my, my apprenticeship, it was the oldest sign company of Denmark. And I was really curious to learn more about gold leaf, screen printing, and uh, hand-painted signs. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking one of the old timers, he must have been like 70. And uh, I was like, how do you do this gold leaf on glass? And he was like mocking me or like laughing, like, you can't do that. That must be vinyl, you know? I was like, no, 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 see here, it's done in gold. Yeah, and he was people like, are doing it. Yeah, people are doing it. And he was like, no, I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? How, how do they not know how to do this? Uh -huh. And then I, I started like, I, obviously I saw all this Goldie on class on, on uh, Instagram. I was like, man, I gotta <laughs> learn how to do this. Yeah. And, um, but the old timers here in Copenhagen don't know much about it. So a, a friend of mine, uh, uh, mine, another sign painter, he's called uh, Sean, and we shared a studio for three, four years. Okay. Um, so he was also really eager to get into it. And uh, we, we started gilding some signs together and he was very... Um, like doing test panels and stuff in the stuff. Yeah, in the but also, yeah, we actually one of the first signs we did was like a massive glass sign. We did like some like uh, 
two-tone gilding with blends and and he was totally like initiating this i was just helping on the side and Uh honestly in the beginning you know i thought the process was like a bit too complicated you know i just want to do some casual casual stuff instead um but but we got more and more into it and uh he he helped me a lot to you know learn how to do all the the processes you know because you know, reading reading a book, you can learn so much, but you need to just, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the years, um, there, you know, I, I've whether it's been a letterhead meet or it's just been in some other person's studio or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they can show you something, or or they're not even necessarily yeah. showing you. You're just observing okay. them doing a step, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, that's it. That's yeah. that's yeah. totally the the best way to do that. And and yes. those are the things that they might even be in like one of the old gold leafing books or something. But until you see yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also like doing the gold leaf jobs on site, you know, one thing is doing it at your shop and you can, you know, make some trial uh, and error, you know, in, in like good circumstances. But one next day you're uh, gilding a window at a cafe with loads of like stress. And, and um, I think, you know, in the beginning, I made a lot of mistakes also on site, and I have been like uh, razor blading off like two uh, <laughs> gilded windows because the gilding, uh, the gilt was clouded, you know? It didn't last, yeah. It, it didn't, yeah. I had, I had to just like ma- oh, uh, make it again, you know? And I was uh-huh. like uh, telling the client, like, yeah, there was uh, some uh, like flaws on the gold leaf, you know? <laughs> I didn't tell them my water size was contaminated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, so I learned the hard way, you know, and and just a few years ago, doing a, a gilded window on site, I would be super nervous and make a lot of mistakes and never really happy with it. And now I can, you know, I can do the simple stuff in a day, you know, and I'm not, uh, you know, so <laughs> I don't make so many mistakes now. But it's like, it's the way to learn, you know, just got to make all these mistakes, especially yeah. when you don't have like a... Like a like a full on like a journeyman sign painter apprenticeship, you know. This is the way to learn nowadays. Yeah, unless yeah. you Unless you do like uh, a lot of uh, you know workshops with Noel Weber and Dave Smith, which is I, like I, <laughs> I I think workshops definitely have their place, but um, it it cannot yeah. replace just going out there and you know to a certain extent banging your head against the wall and just yeah, like figuring yeah. it out and i i think the other thing too um that i found with myself over the years is and i and i see this in some of the workshops is you know if, if for instance you're you're going to someone as advanced as dave smith which you know i mean top of yeah. the top of the heap with yeah. the gold on glass you know, this yeah. is a person who for decades has been refining the process yeah. and on top of that has a, a, a large level of just natural talent and everything else. Yeah. And I, th- I think for for myself, what it took over the years was um, my early glass gilding jobs were very stressful to me because yeah. my expectation of like perfection yeah i just wasn't able to execute (laughs) what in my head i wanted to execute and what was really interesting is there were there were projects that i saw years and years ago up in seattle and then later in san francisco that when i first saw them 
before I really got immersed in doing gold on glass, those looked flawless to me. Yeah. I went back and, and looked at them years later yeah. after I had done a lot of gold leaf on glass. And I was like, yeah. Oh, well, my perception was those were perfectly executed, but that they weren't yeah. and none are. And so exactly. then it was like, oh, okay, I see what I did. <laughs> I set this yeah. ridiculous standard yeah. that I, that no yeah. one could achieve. And yeah. now that I'm seeing enough of it and doing enough of it, I'm, I'm able to spot and say, oh, okay, well, you know, there, there's a little uh, overlap seam in their gold too in this yes. letter, you yes. know, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I totally uh, recognize uh, this uh, feeling. And I remember uh, like doing a lot of like uh, hand-painted signs and some gold leaf work. And I was in uh, London and I was passing some uh, like pretty simple gold leaf windows. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, here it is, the real deal, like proper gold leaf yeah. on glass. And I would come up and I would look closely and everything looked you know not like shit but it looked like really like they some parts were chipped and you know the small letters were like really bumpy and yeah, the, yeah. The, the varnishing job was super shitty and i was like my god this is this is how it's supposed to look you know from a distance you know just like a few, couple of feet away it looks perfect but yeah. then when you inspect it you see all these like also like the overlaps in the gold or maybe some parts are a little bit cloudy or whatever but this but is that's just the, how it but that's the point i think is <laughs> as you work with it more and more you're spotting yeah. all of the own the flaws in your own work and the, and, the, and yeah. the little overlaps and all of that and yeah. when you're when you're around it constantly you're like okay yeah, I'm seeing these flaws, but I, I think the average person, they walk past it and they're like, holy cow, what is that? That looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, we, we kind of condition ourselves with, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, there's the flaw, there's the flaw, there's the flaw. Yeah. Which is part but of what also, we have to do. Exactly. I, I think it's really good. It's, it's also about like training your eye. You mm -hmm. know, you, you, you analyze every like, uh, like letter you draw, or, like paint, and you analyze all the, the brush uh, work you do. And you, you train your eye to like constantly criticize yourself in yeah. order to become better at it. Yeah. And then, you know, like, for example, if you're at a stressful cafe working and the gold is like flying everywhere, uh -huh. every time everyone opens the door, you know, you just do a different job than maybe when you're at the studio, you have. And you can quiet. take six weeks to execute it <laughs> yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, the sort of the project also like defines the, the output. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it's, uh, yeah. Imperfect is also quite perfect sometimes, you know. Yeah, that's, no, that's, supposed a, to be. Yeah. that's a very valid point, too. Is um, yeah, th there are definitely projects over the years I've allowed myself to get a little bit looser with because it yeah. warrants it, and it you know, the final effect yeah. is that much better because it is a little loose and it is a little yeah. more free form as opposed to just yeah. like perfectly or not. I mean, no one can paint perfectly, and that's part of what's great no. about it. But, you know, exactly. sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, the lines and the corners and all of that. Yeah, that yeah. It doesn't and always it, suit the job. No. Yeah, I actually, I quite early in my sort of sign painting uh, career figured out, like, I shouldn't uh, work too hard on making it look perfect, you know? Yeah. Especially when, if you're painting digital design, and you paint it perfectly, you get 
off down the ladder and you look up and it's like this it looks, looks like, like vinyl yeah, yeah it looks like vinyl <laughs> what yeah. have i done <laughs> yeah so especially when painting like fonts for a client i i tend to loosen up a bit uh -huh. and just like let it uh, look more hand painted and uh, you know at the end of the day everyone's you know happy about it yeah yeah but uh, but do you also have feel like this sometimes when you're like designing something or you're painting something you look at it and you think like ah fuck this is shit you know i should fix this i should fix that and then you come <laughs> the day after and you look at it and it's like whoa this is sick <laughs> that you know that this happens that happens to me on 99.9 percent .9 of the jobs <laughs> i'm not okay, i am not kidding i would get so obsessed with one yeah. thing or like yeah. even a brush stroke or a color yeah. or whatever and i'll be like yeah. oh my god like maybe sleepless. i should change that <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then sure enough, you see it the next day, and you're like, "What was I thinking? This totally yeah. clicks," you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, so um, it, over the years, I've gotten better at that because I've I've learned to just be like, "Okay, take a deep breath. You're acting crazy. Let it go." Yeah. And yeah, you know, and then I let it go, and then I see it the next day, and I'm like, "See, you were right. You just let it go." But exactly. It's taken yeah. a lot of years yeah, I, to to get better at doing that, but I still I still fall victim to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also become better, and also sort of like, do you have this expression? I guess you do. It's called like pick your battles. Or yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's that's it's a common yeah. one here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, and it's the same. You know, you have to like, uh, you know prioritize like how, where to put that uh, focus you know yeah and, and so I, I remember no sorry i remember once i did like this like sample of a gold leaf letter which was sort of like um what do you call like bended and like uh plastic and then gilded and okay. when i did this uh simple uh, letter by accident i took the first sketch which was like really raw uh -huh. And I didn't notice until I made this gold leaf letter back on black background on glass and everything. And then I was like, fuck, I took the, the wrong sketch, you know, maybe I have traced it two times after that to make it more perfect. Uh -huh. And then I looked at it, I was like, this is perfect, you know, if it, it looked a little bit like uh, wrong, but, you know, it made it look so much better because it was not so overworked. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, pure, raw honest you know yeah and um yeah sometimes I, I i i see myself overwork things you know i trace the same uh, uh layout 10 times you know and i analyze it and i spent so much time measuring and i paint it and i was like this is too clean man <laughs> you know like, you're, i should just like you're making a really valid point but i'll, I'll also counter <laughs> that with um so if you if you come from a design background and you come from a background where you understand what you're doing incorrectly or uh, not even incorrectly that's the wrong word maybe like um, less refined let's put it that yeah. way yeah 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 that is not the same as you know the some of the ah. work I've seen put out there mm. where it's like you're they don't know. Yeah, you're 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 yeah. just doing a poor execution. You're not it's yeah. not designed properly or well. No. It's not executed, no. you know, loose versus very refined. It's just yes. really poorly poorly done and that's yes. not yes. okay. That's you got to no. you got to move past that. Yeah, you got to you got to practice. <laughs> yeah. Or you got to learn. Yeah. But it's also something like um 
you, you know, as we talked about with gold leaf, you know, you, um, I think, you know, you train your eye to see things. And actually yesterday I had a visit from a quite uh, renowned Danish uh, type designer. Okay. And we started talking about like uh, alphabets and letters and uh, type designers. And, 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 you know, we talked about this, like training your eye. And I've, I've really, uh, the more I work with this, the more I see how I'm able to train my eye to see how things uh, are supposed to look good mm-hmm. in layouts, in letter forms, in, in execution techniques and whatever. And then the more I work with it, I'm actually able to also make my hands, you know, <laughs> fix it. Yeah, so yeah, because you can identify like, it clearly. Yeah, and then I know how to to draw it also, you know, or paint yes. it or, you know. So it's uh, I, I feel like as probably Dave Smith does, like <laughs> still, you know, f- feel like this, like I'm becoming better and better every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a satisfying, you know, feeling that, that uh, all this work, which I've done because I think it's fun, I love to do it, people pay me to do it, it's awesome. And then also on the on the side of that, I'm becoming a lot better. <laughs> What's magic? You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but see, uh, but see, that's the core. I think common <clears throat> denominator of everyone I've ever known who's done well at this trade is yeah. the the constant pursuit of improvement. Um, yeah. You know where you know, like training your eye, like a musician trains their ear, you know, it's just this yeah. constant pursuit of, I want to, I want to learn to do this even better, even better. And, you know, there's some of the guys in their seventies and up that I've talked to, they're still in that, you know, they're still fascinated yeah. with what, what technique could I change or improve to get this result. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's such, such a crucial, crucial trait for anyone entering into a craft um, yeah, like this definitely. is that that desire, that fire inside to become as as good as you can be today, and then five years from now to be even better, and five years after that. If you yeah. don't have that, you're going to do mediocre work, and you, yeah. you'll get dragged into doing something else eventually because it's that you're just not motivated yeah. to become really good at something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is also uh, what I've noticed that uh, those uh, letterhead meets I have mm-hmm. attended, you know, it's like, um, you know, we, we, we meet, we paint and, uh, you know, we, we learn from each other. And sometimes if I'm like painting something or just like doing something, it could be the way I'm cleaning my brushes or uh, oiling them up or whatever. And then one like old time sign painter in his 60s from Australia, whatever, comes over, it's like, Ah, so this is how you do that. Huh, what I've always done it like this. I was like, mm. how can I teach you anything? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like you you must know, but it's like uh, we we learn from each other on yeah. so many levels and between generations and uh, between also nationalities, you know. This yeah. is also something, you know, I've really learned both from traveling but also from just, you know, social media, you know. It's like these uh, sort of like differences like in um, in style and in sort of like attitude and techniques from from you know uh, the local environments you know from from Paris to that's, Sydney to that's totally you know. true you know when when we were in Nepal filming last year 
um, yeah. to see these these little shops. And when I say oh, little, yeah. I'm talking a lot like the size of most of our closets. Yeah. You know, these these guys in there and just not only the the tiny tiny shop but just the the creativity and using you know this for paint and using this for brushes yeah. and using this for yeah. a markout tool or whatever and it's yeah. just you know i don't want to get hokey about it but it's just like <laughs> it it's the it's the human spirit you know it's like yeah. People just are inventive and creative and adaptive and to see people yeah. in what most people in the West would consider very primitive conditions, but they're yeah. still showing up in the morning. They've got their list of clients with their jobs. They got to get done. They're getting it yeah, all done. Yeah. They have no access to supplies. There's no such <laughs> thing as one shot in those parts of the no. world, but no. they're, they're doing work and there's signs everywhere yeah. and the signs are awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Just to see, like, to expand on what you're saying, you know, just to see that it it it's completely different, yeah. but it's completely the same. It yeah yeah, and that's this is what's interesting because you're able to uh, connect with them instantly, even though they work so primitive. Uh, the the way of working and the 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 media and the outcome is so similar. You know, it's the mm -hmm. same. You know. Yeah. I have some paint, I have a brush, I use my hands to paint a sign. And then, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, super interesting. And also, like, the more, you know, in the beginning, I wasn't able to, to tell a difference between, you know, uh, London signs and Italian signs or, you know, like uh, the Argentinian style and the, uh, the California style. And now studying analyzing and working with it i see all these like local differences like yeah my yeah. god you know i could spot uh, obviously the feliciano style is easy to spot but you know i can see like this is an italian sign i can tell it it's that style and this is for sure made in san francisco whatever you know yeah and it's like uh, it's really interesting to see how the I guess it's the same with like music or other creative uh, uh, fields of work, but it's yeah, really, you know, that it's a really good point. You know, here in the United States, um, one of the styles that always fascinated me when I was younger is it was referred to as the New Jersey style. And it was kind of yeah. this combination of lettering and airbrush mixed. And they would do these prismatic okay. letters with shading and just really, um, um really gorgeous lettering on trucks and things like that. Um, yeah. And I, and I think what ends up happening, because this is kind of what happened where I grew up in South Texas, um, there were some people that had moved in, uh, one bec eventually became my father-in-law, um, that brought in all these techniques from the West Coast for custom paint, yeah. and that seeped into lettering and everything that... Um, yeah it, it kind of ended up dominating the style because everybody got excited about it and was like, Oh man, that's really cool. I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. And so everyone started yeah. incorporating it. And then when I moved yeah. up to Seattle, when my father had passed away, you know, which is 2,500 miles Northwest, um, yeah. you know, I got up there and none of that style was not only embraced, but everybody up there was diving in head first because Microsoft computers was now the big thing and everyone was pushing for a computer and getting away from paint. And, um, you know, yeah. 
that that was a bad move for me in that sense that, you know i came from having zero computer background into a market yeah. where all of the shops were switching over to computers and that was uh, we got our train going by yeah. here ah <laughs> um, okay that's just <laughs> that's what you're hearing um yeah. but uh yeah i mean those styles like you said are are it, it's really fascinating like there's these pockets where you can yeah. identify over time and say, oh, I bet you yeah. that guy's from that place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I, have no, I, think, I don't have enough familiarity with the European countries to be, I, no. I would never be able to spot the difference between Italian no. and English, I don't think. No, no, no. And this is also because I have been around Europe. I have a lot of friends in the European cities. So I can see, uh, you know, I... You know, I see the, all the all the signs uh, all the time. You know, mm -hmm. but um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you know, for example, what I I I notice is like how the the lettering styles are also very like um, you know locally, and the the like um, you know can I say like the design styles are also very um, you know significantly like different in Australia than they are in Europe than they are in America. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for example, like some of the Australian styles, uh, which have, which has, have been taught, you know, through trade schools and, and mm -hmm. such, uh, for, I, I don't know, decades, hundreds of years, uh, that style wouldn't be, uh, seen in Denmark, like ever, never, you know, mm. but it's just like how sign painting has evolved through like a century in Australia. Yeah. And, uh, and and it's just you know I in the beginning I wouldn't be able to tell the difference but now I can just say like wow I need to sort of make my signs fit Denmark you know I can't just go all like casual and block on everything yeah, I need yeah, to do right. you know, I need to do signs that's that looks good in in here in Copenhagen and this is something I I haven't thought a lot about when I started working but like slowly I'm 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 seeing it more and more and it's like. Uh, ah, it makes totally sense, like why my work looks like it does, but it's because I'm located in Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah, yeah. And then I see some sign writers in Barcelona, and I see like makes totally sense. Their work looks like this in Barcelona. I would never be able to sell a sign in Barcelona. Yeah, no, and, vice, and vice versa. <laughs> it's a very valid point. You know, like what you're mentioning about <laughs> Australia is. Most of yeah. the stuff I've seen that comes from down there, and like I don't, uh, uh, the Dobell brothers are Australian. They're up in Canada oh, now, yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah. very, very bright, bold colors. Like yeah. a, basically, what you see in a lot of beach communities, you know, like yeah. really ah, yeah. bold, over the top, you know, bright, yeah. bright colors. You know, which makes sense if you're in yeah. an area that's got a lot of sunshine. It's yeah. like, yeah, um, totally. But the the and lots of shades and blends and you know yeah. lots of effects really you know but uh, yeah but yeah. i would imagine you know like how, how old is copenhagen roughly like oh age -wise? that's a good question since i don't know 1400s 1500s yeah so when you've city. got a community yeah. that's that old you know there, yeah. there's a whole different design aesthetic because you've got old old buildings and all of this different yeah. stuff that's influencing it oh yeah um so yeah i can totally see that and you know in in paris historically has always been a little bit flamboyant for a, a yeah. european country as far as style and, yeah. and and aesthetic goes so 
Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a valid, probably very helpful point to people newer in the trade to pick yeah. up from you is that you kind of do have to cater to the market that you're yeah. in yeah. Um, and exactly. become really good at that versus trying to be like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, the first thing I see almost everyone going into is the casual lettering. <laughs> and it, it yeah. always makes me laugh because it's like, that's going <laughs> to, that, run, that, that, that's going to be like five to 10% of your business. Yeah. Even yeah if you true. push it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like there's, you not, make a, you know. there's just not that yeah. much of a market for it. You know, No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the same for me, you know, because I, I come from a graffiti background and I, when I was curious about sign painting, you saw all this like script and casual. And I was like, huh, oh, this looks fun. Mm -hmm. And then I figured it had a lot in common with like hand style and graffiti. So obviously I started doing a lot of casuals in the beginning. And actually I must say I used it a lot the first year or so because I did a lot of menu uh, work, uh -huh. like menu, like yeah. for cafes. And then I just freestyled casuals and it was really good because I didn't practice so many alphabets. I just made shitty menus. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned, you know, I learned yeah. to do the, the casual styles. And now, you know, I can't remember when I last time made a, a casual sign, uh, like yeah. a style for a sign, you know? Um, I mean, sometimes you're at a job and they ask, can you write toilet on the toilet door? And then you do it in a casual or something like this. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, at the moment, actually speaking of these, like, uh, you know, local differences, uh, you know, in, in Paris, they have a lot of like Art Deco style uh, signs, like from, from back in the days, from like yeah. the tw 20s, 30s, whatever, beginning of the 20th century. And, you know, in, in, I've always loved these Art Deco styles. And I haven't been able to ever find a job or a project where I could like sneak that style in, yeah, you know, yeah. like, let's do it like this. Uh -huh. And and now I have, I am working on this like massive sign, you know, I don't know what you call this in, in feet, but it's like three and a half meters. It's uh, like, um, I think that's like yeah. 10 feet, maybe. Yeah. Something like this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. Something like this. And it's, um, I, I get away with doing it in like total Art Deco style. <laughs> I'm like so excited to, uh -huh, to awesome. do this. And it's like, as you, if you've seen my work, you know, I work, I work a lot in like two or three colors <laughs> maximum, yeah. you know? Yeah. And this, this sign is like full on Art Deco style with loads of uh, borders and uh, details. And it's like 12, 13 different colors, you know? And I'm like totally out of my comfort zone. And I'm so excited to actually yeah. do an Art Deco style sign. You know, <laughs> though, it, it, that's a, a, a valid point, too. It, years and years ago, I had this old timer tell me, you know, I was asking, well, how do you get so much of that type of work or that type of work? You know, because I'm bored doing yeah. what I'm doing. And, and he yeah. said, whatever you put in, and this was pre-internet, so it's like whatever you put in the showroom, yeah. that's the yeah. work you're going to get. Yeah. And so he was doing yeah, a ton of gold true. leaf and it, and sure enough, in the front of his shop, like every sample had gold leaf on it. And so people yeah, would yeah. walk in and they'd want a normal sign. And then they'd look at the gold and go, Holy crap, that's amazing. <laughs> and then they'd be like, how much for that? So yeah. now that everything is internet, as far as your, your storefront is internet mm -hmm. now, but it, you yeah. know, I guarantee you, you put that art deco piece front and center on your website and you'll start getting yeah, more of that yeah. work because yeah, people true. see it. The average, I had this conversation yesterday with the client um, 
on the job I was working on, on this big old safe door mm. thing. And um, mm -hmm. we were talking about that, that um, she's a photographer and she was saying that what a difficulty she has because clients, the average person has a really hard time picturing stuff. And so you've got to show them, you can't just say, Hey, why don't we do this? You've got to show them, show them, show them. And that's, I think yeah. why it's so important to focus on our portfolios, you know, on our websites, which I desperately need to update yeah. mine, but, you know, <laughs> but it's so important because it's like, yeah, if somebody, if somebody's running their business, like they've got a bakery, let's say, and they just, they're like, okay, we need a new sign. Their, their tunnel vision is to get that sign made and yes. they're only going to request what they can picture happening. And if you have enough stuff laid out for them to click through and be like, oh, well, there's a lot of options I'd never considered, then you can really tap into doing some creative stuff for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely true. And that's also like, you know, um, doing this sign here in, in like all these like different colors and bright colors and, and like a pretty uh, like detailed color palette. Um, I, I do it because uh, I really like to uh, do this style of art deco lettering. And also it's like good to push myself to do something else than, than usually. But, but uh, I am such a like super aesthetic uh, nerd. Like mm -hmm. I really like, you know, like minimal stuff. You yeah. know, when I see like letters, which are good design by hand, painted black on white, I'm like, you know, I, I get chills, you know, it's like, yes strong letter forms you know i love yeah, it so that, much but see that that <laughs> just screams denmark to me hearing that i think yeah, that's yeah, part of also, your culture out there too yeah, it is yeah it's like the scandinavian minimalism mm -hmm. um, and and sometimes i've had clients you know and we talk about the signs and they're like yeah and i would like if you could do some green and yellow like here some it's like <clears throat> no i don't do that <laughs> it's like what <laughs> Oh, haven't you seen my work? <laughs> I don't do colors. And, you know, maybe I'm busy and I have a lot of, maybe it's not a very interesting project. And I am able to say stuff like this yeah, with a yeah. slight sense of irony, but uh -huh. also like, it's true. I don't want to paint that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, that's, that's funny too, because, um, you know, in, in the United States, like everything here is like rock and roll, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's bold and it's in your face and it's screaming for yeah. attention because the next person is screaming for attention too. And it's just, yeah, we have yeah. our own dysfunction here. That's um, it's and, hilarious. And that's, it's, and it's fun. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it's, it is fun. I mean, I remember the, um, the, the letterhead meet in uh, Quebec uh, city with uh, Pierre Tardif. Uh -huh. And uh, there were a lot of like different uh, workshops. It was a really cool letterhead meet because instead of all these workshops, you have to sign up and you are in another room away from the whole meet. It was just open space with uh -huh. workshops in different corners. Yeah. And um, there was actually a lot of, uh, not a lot, there was a couple of workshops in this like 3D, uh, you know, how you shape the, 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 you know, signs out of like three-dimensional material. Okay. And um, I don't know, like styro what do you say? styrofoam? Is that yeah, the name? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and there was like a big part of these uh, workshops, like, that's so interesting, you know, working like this, it's like, 
it's because you need to be able to, as you say, like the next sign is just this uh, <laughs> rock and roll, you know, yeah. you need to be able to just work in like uh, all these like uh, voluptuous <laughs> ways, you know, yeah, it has no, to look for like sure. gold and three dimensional and, and, you know, you have to, you know, airbrush it and go leaf it. And, you know, it has to be like this. Yeah. It has <laughs> to be on the top. I'm in Copenhagen. It's like my clients, they're like, yeah, can you paint the lettering in white here on the black <laughs> background? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, um, here in the United States, some of the best signs you can see mm -hmm. in all of the United States are in like Disney World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Some of the best sign painters that have ever lived have worked in the yeah. Disney World sign yeah. shops, you know, yeah. and you go down there and you see the gold leaf on glass and you see the signs. But it, it is it's all yeah. it's almost a cartoonish version of like Main yeah. Street America. <laughs> but I think that ended up affecting Main Street America, where all of the sign oh, yeah. guys eventually saw those signs in like Signcraft magazine, or they went to Disney in person. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah. my God. And but it, it kept like raising everything up and up and up to where like now <laughs> yeah. to, get, to get a sign to look really good and to be effective, you've got to like yeah. really bring it. Yeah. 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 And again, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, the styles are so, um, you know, shaped by history, really, you know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. the, it's, it's the history of each country, which has shaped the sign uh, styles. And uh, for example, let's say like Italy, for example, um, Italy, the, the lettering in Italian signs are super weird. They are like, it's like without any respect of all typographic laws, you know, it's just okay. like crazy. And it looks amazing, you know, it's, uh -huh. it's in gold or it's in uh, stone, carved in stone or whatever. And I was like, how come, you know, how, how come these signs are so, like, the lettering is so weird, you know, how could they get away with it? And, you know, I th of course it's history, you know, but I think it's because in a lot of other countries, if you were making signs, you have an education in sign making or lettering and you, you, you do it like that way. And I think in Italy, you know, a lot of local artists, uh, they'll just make a sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, While he's drinking cappuccino and smoking a yeah. cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And and therefore, they just, there were no, like, uh, you know, you there were no, like, r rules or laws. You could just, like, go crazy. Yeah. And all these amazing signs are filled in, uh, you know, are filled with the streets of Italy. Awesome. And uh, in, in the UK, it's a lot different. You know, it's a very traditional country. You've got all this Roman capitals and copper plate styles. And you don't see that crazy artistic uh, letter forms at mm. all. And, you know, it's the history of the country, which and eventually shapes the, the, sign, uh, the sign styles, I guess. Yeah, I think the most creative area in the United States that I see is the what we call window splashes where they'll paint yeah. on storefront oh, yeah. windows. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to certain towns where there's a guy who's like really dialed in doing his stuff and you're just like, how in the world yeah. are you coming yeah. up with this on windows? It's amazing. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. cartoon characters and big prismatic yeah. letters and, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and the guys that are, are dialed in, you yeah. know, it, they're, it's spectacular looking stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. a guy out in, um, I think it was out towards Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, my my friend Jess and I were doing a job out uh, that direction, and and he knew the knew who the guy was, 
um, yeah. this window splash guy, but like you had to go look at it closely because it was almost like really high quality digital print looking stuff. And this yeah. guy's just busting it out with, yeah. you know, some water-based yeah, paints and on glass. And, yeah, 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 and you're just like, I've never seen this quality <clears throat> on glass. This is crazy. No. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, these guys, they have been just banging out those windows on a daily basis for, yeah. I don't know, 30, 40 years, you know, and it's all they do. Yeah. And they can do it like blindfolded and it would look sick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have, you know, I have massive respect for people, you know, who work, who work like this. Um, especially coming from a design background, you know, I, I, I mean, I rarely do like just scratch layout and just freehand lettering, you know, yeah. I do it on very simple layouts, but I always design the, the lettering, uh, you know, on paper, transfer it and paint it and how I work. Yeah. And you see these guys just doing like <laughs> freehand scratch layout on massive windows and yeah. everything is layout, layout so well, the colors are on point and the letter forms are like good. It, and just like, it is such a small, yeah. small, small percentage of yeah. people out there that can do that and do it well. Yeah. Um, and I know it's ironic because I think the average person thinks when you say sign painting that that's what's occurring. And they don't yeah. realize yeah. that, no, there's hours of designing it and drawing out patterns yeah. and transferring yeah. patterns and all of that. Um, yeah. but, but that being said, I mean, there is a handful of people still out there that can just like walk up, sketch it and, and, and do it. Um, but they're very yeah, yeah. few and far between. There is, I mean, some of the most fascinating, uh, work I've seen this in, in London where I have, you know, passed by a fascia and you can see the, the guidelines are still, mm. uh, you know, left on the fascia. And you see, like, it looks the same as you said with the window splashes, you know. It looks like vinyl. When you come up close, it's like, my God, it's so crispy clean, this lettering. Yeah. And then you see the guidelines, like, top and bottom. It's like, oh, my God, he's done it on the spot. And then you see, like, just, like, maybe just the chalk lines from a scratch layout. It's uh -huh. like, my God, it's free-handed. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this, the way of working, and maybe the fascia is, like, again, like, 10, 20 feet and you know, some sign painter who has been doing this for 40 years, he just come with his chalk lines and just top, bottom, scratch layout, and he do like a fascia with Roman capitals and a day's work or half a day's work. It would take me like two days just to design, yeah. <laughs> design that. Well, what's and funny like, too is what you're describing is like if you go down into San Antonio, um, into some of the neighborhoods where the Mexican sign painters are working, You'll, uh, yeah. see, you'll see some really, really beautifully executed stuff. And then on the next building, you'll see someone they, you know, they not only drew their baselines and stuff, but like they carved it in there practically. And <laughs> you'll see from left to right, they started at the left and then they run out of room yeah. on the right side of the oh, building. Yeah. So the letters get really yeah. squished. So, yeah. I mean, it's all over <laughs> the board, you know, like, yeah, 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 there are people out there that um, have really perfected that approach yeah. and then there are people out there who have not <laughs> yeah 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 for sure and i mean it's also like i think it's kind of charming that you can see that you see the spacing gets a little yeah. bit more narrow to the uh -huh. end of the word you know and yeah, uh, it, it, it's or, got or its the opposite place. it you know maybe the first e you know it's really narrow and then you see the last e's are a little bit more wide because they need to fill out the you know the space and uh, i think it's really charming you know yeah, for and sure. also like, 
like for example when you see old ghost signs and you you know sometimes you're able to see when the sign painter thinned the paint because uh -huh. it gets more and more opaque and then yeah, it's opaque yeah. You know, yeah. and then it's like uh, every third letter, it's more transparent, and then it gets more thick. Yeah, yeah. It's so like... <laughs> it was like a hot day, so on every third letter, yeah. they're adding more thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And it's like you can see that when the sign ages, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, as a nerd, it's, I'm totally like romantic about it. <laughs> you know, I think it's like so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think how you come into the trade affects a lot too, because. Like yeah. I have never, I, I've done it a variety of times. Um, I, I really dislike figuring it out on site. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it stresses me out. I don't enjoy yeah. the process. I love being able to work out the ideas on paper in the studio in a relaxed yes. environment. I got my music going and I'm yeah, just like, here. okay, I'm working out the ideas. And then when it's time to paint, it's just show up and execute. And, yeah. you know, I really enjoy that. But that's also how I, you know, got exposed to all of this work in my dad's shop, you know, because everything yeah. was very, you know, you couldn't wing it, you know, no. you know, especially in the very early days, we were working on brand new vehicles, you know, brand new cars and trucks. And it's like, yeah. you know, no one's going to want you to take their $20,000 Suburban or whatever it cost back then and just like wing it. Like you had to like no. really think through yeah, and design okay. it and you know and that's um that's my background whereas i suppose if if uh if my dad was let's say uh you know window splash guy like yeah. i might be really comfortable with you know what i'm just going to run a stabilo pencil and i'm going to yeah. just start painting and then collect my money and and go home you know yeah and yeah i imagine it would be different but for me it's like every step of the design process has been very methodical from day one since i was like a young teenager yeah. so it's like yeah that's all i really know and i'm not comfortable once i get out of that yeah but i mean for me it's it's a bit the same but it's also <clears throat> i mean as coming from a, a graphic design background you have this sort of um you know you look at things uh you actually you have it's actually not an advantage when you're a traditional sign painter to come from a digital design background because mm -hmm. your uh, perception of how the result is supposed to look is uh, wrong you know it's false yeah it's distorted you know? yeah yeah it's not supposed to look perfect it is supposed that the two O's are not supposed to be the same, you know? Right. It's supposed to be uh, like uh, looking, that O is okay when it's not like round. <laughs> and um, so, so coming from a uh, design background, you know, I had to sort of like understand how does things look when you paint it and draw it by hand. Um, and then what I really, really like about uh, working with this, uh, like with lettering and sign painting, it is this process of drawing, you know, I, this, this massive Art Deco sign, <laughs> I draw it like, uh, you know, in its right size. So it's quite big pieces of paper that I'm like shuffling around on the yeah. light table. And it takes, you know, it takes days for me to complete this uh, sign. And would it be cool to just chalk it out on the panel? Yes, it would. But, you know, You're I... You're not going to get the I, same I, result. <laughs> no, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And I really, really like the, you know, the process of, like, cleaning it. You know, it's a big drawing. I get up on a chair and I look down so I'm able to judge the spacing between the uh -huh. letters, you know. 
and I put it back on the light table and I clean it up and, and I cut up the paper and tape it together and fix the spacing, mm -hmm. all this, you know, before, you know, getting the layout onto the sign and, you know, mix the paint and match the colors. And then <laughs> the fun begins, you know, it's mm -hmm. then you, when you, for me, when I'm painting, it's very much a meditative state. Yeah. And for sure. I mean, I'm a total like addict to my uh, iPhone. You know, I, I, I don't even want to check how many hours I look on this uh, <laughs> okay. ridiculous screen a day. But when I'm painting, you know, time really like stops. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, sometimes it was also how I got into this. It's like noticing like time stops when I'm painting. And, and to this day, you know, I can still like start painting a sign and just you know, sit and paint. And all of a sudden I look, I was like, fuck, two, three hours just gone by. I haven't even thought about eating, drinking, or uh -huh. even looking at my phone. And it's like, my God, I love this, you know, yeah. <laughs> and make some coffee and look at my phone, <laughs> make an Instagram story and then uh, keep painting. But yeah. it's like, I really, I, I mean, for me, all the, the, the prep work, drawing and designing and making everything, you know, nice, um also makes it more uh, relaxing for me to you know you know you said you get stressed out if you if you have to design something from scratch at a at a job mm -hmm. and i guess it's a little bit the same you know whenever i know you know i can trust that this has been designed well because i did it i spent two days doing yeah, it right right that you know then i can relax painting you know i could focus on all the the fun stuff you know or the yeah. you know yeah. So this, yeah, and that, I, and that I, I, that's something that I'm um, like trying to work on on myself in, in recent months too is um, being fully engaged and involved with what's happening right now. Yeah. You know, as opposed to getting caught up in you know attachment to the past or getting caught up in the anxiety about what's coming in the future. Just mm -hmm. like what is happening right now, what's happening mm -hmm. today. Um, you know, what can I feasibly accomplish and get gun today, but also yeah. how do I enjoy that? And, yeah. you know, that's, um, in line with what you're saying, if you've designed it in the studio, you've worked out yeah. all your ideas, you've got, you've settled in a place where you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be good. Then when you go out and paint, you're actually able to just dive in and be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to put on my headphones, I'm going to mix exactly, the and I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I, you know, finding this sort of balance of, um, you know, you know, accepting the past and not being uh, anxious about the future, but still sort of like, you know, being able to, um, I don't know, uh, live between these two like uh, time zones, yeah. you know, and, and then being present and, and uh, you know, uh, work and uh, live in the moment. Um, I mean, I've tried like loads of different things uh, before I uh, started painting signs and this, the feeling of uh, doing something which, you know, I, it makes me happy. I am relaxed, you know, I am, it feels like meditation, you know, I, I can just, I can actually, when I am in a, in a good work mode, I can work like nonstop, you know, mm -hmm. I have to like tell my, at 2 a.m. I'm like, I need to go home now and yeah. I'll, I'll drive home like all happy and can't wait to get up and continue this, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I feel so, you know, privileged to have found 
the, the combination of working with something which makes you happy, you think it's fun, and then on top of that, I don't even need to meditate or do yoga or whatever, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, in a, I'm in Zen. I'm in a sign painting Zen state of mind, you know? Well, it's like, <laughs> I, I have to do both. I haven't mastered getting all of it completely from sign painting, but uh, no. I'm definitely a, a daily meditator and have been for years. And okay, that, that uh, keeps that's me, nice. That keeps me relatively sane. But still yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy enough to be, you know, having fun, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was uh, younger, I, I also, I mean, I had like a large part of my life, I was, um, I was an addict and mm -hmm. I was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I quit that in my early 30s and then I uh, started painting steins. Uh -huh. And um, if you want to be successful as uh, sober and clean, you need to find some substitute which is sort of um, healthy, you know? Yeah, I mean, some, sure. some, some, some people, they quit uh, alcohol and then they start uh, training like maniacs and they get like injuries and everything yeah, is shit. Sure. Or, or you, I don't know, maybe you start, you know, you, chain you, smoking. Or, I, I, have the, I have the same background um, and... Oh yeah. For myself, um, you you have to address why you're a, an addict. You yeah. have to deal with that, and there is yeah. something to deal with if you are. Like you yeah. have to yeah. confront that. You have to hit it head on, and you have to deal with it before you yeah. can move forward. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you're just going to end up replacing whatever addiction you're fighting with another one. And I, exactly, I, I've seen it yeah. thousands of times over yeah, of, yeah. of people who've like you know, okay, yeah, you're not an alcoholic anymore or you're not a drug addict anymore, but look mm. at this other crazy shit you're into now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is, uh, I mean, this is why personally it took a lot of years to, to um, finally make a, a strong decision to, to quit mm -hmm. uh, was because, you know, I was fearing, you know, the demons, you know, you have to f confront yeah, the right. demons and you have to understand them and you have to... Uh, um, you know, um, yeah, learn how to live with them, you know? Yeah. And, um, and first after that, you can, uh, I, uh, move on really. And, uh, it, it, for me, it was like, it took a lot of years to, to learn, um, not to learn, but how can you say like, be strong enough to face those, uh, you know, demons. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you you have a lot of work. And then after that, then you can start focusing on getting some healthy addictions like like sign painting or meditation or <laughs> <laughs> yoga or whatnot. Yeah, the, the, but, the big game changer for me was um, <clears throat> committing to and sticking with a, a genuine regular meditation process, you know. Yeah. Once, once I started doing that... Um, I was able to really start managing some of the other issues and things I had to confront. Um, yeah. And everybody's got their own thing. It's not like I'm saying yeah, yeah. this is what someone should do. I, mm -hmm. I just for me, that was, I, I, I think uh, the leg up I needed to like really be like, okay, now I can start really breaking this stuff down and figuring out where where did I go off course yeah. and what, what am I doing? Why am I doing yeah. this stuff? Is there even a reason I'm doing it? Some of it just yeah. becomes mm -hmm. habit, just becomes ha that's mm -hmm. how I how I cope with life or how I deal with things is this is, you know, this thing that I do. And it's like, 
you got to slow yourself down at some point and ask yourself, like, is this serving me? Is this helping me in any way? Is this something I even enjoy doing anymore? And if it's not, then you just got to move on and, and let it go. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so, I'm so happy that I found, uh, sign painting because otherwise I don't think I would have been, you know, sober to this day. Yeah. Uh, I would have, I would have relapsed, you know, uh, and, and, um, and it's because, um, I mean, to find something which you can, you know, do more or less constantly, and it gives you all these, um, you know, you can make a living from it. It makes you happy. You feel, uh, you know, it's a lot uh, of positive. Relaxed. It's a lot of positives. You know, to find something like this, it's really difficult. I also, I have a, a good friend, and he also stayed sober and clean for uh, six or seven years. And he was, uh, he became a monk, and he was in Nepal as really? well. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was uh, in India and Nepal, and he became a monk. And this was his like outlet. Mm -hmm. uh, one second, I need to uh, sure. add some. Uh, I need to charge the computer one second. Okay. And we're up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, well, eventually, uh, being a monk wasn't, you know, um, how can you say? It wasn't. It wasn't the right thing for him so he he relapsed and now he's a full-blown uh, addict uh, again that's terrible and he was so, he was so pure he was so he was like <laughs> he was a monk uh -huh. and i was like my god is this is this the way you know should i become a monk or yeah, what yeah. am i doing you know here i am just like doing digital print and vinyl you know i was like <laughs> what, is this? what the fuck am i doing <laughs> yeah um but you know, now I understand that uh, to replace an addiction, which you probably need to do somehow, you know, if you want to let it go, uh, you need to find something where you can still maintain a normal life. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's that's the balance. Uh, and, I mean, and first, is we. And I think that is too a good a, a good example of you have to get at the root you have to figure out like why why am i doing this uh, you know is it yeah. just the habit that i grew up around is it i'm really unhappy about this event that happened years ago yeah. you know what is it and then come to terms with it and and move forward and if you yeah. don't you can yeah you can go become a monk in the himalayas and you know <laughs> meditate and all of that but if if you're yeah. if you're not being real with yourself about whatever that unhappiness is that's getting you to do this self-destructive yes. thing over yes. and over you're you're just you will go back to it because yes you know nothing's going to fill that hole except you no exactly yeah yeah and this is also what i've learned and now especially um you know the older i get i can look back and i can see first of all why it took me so long to to quit and second of all um, how much work I did to, you know, uh, to face those uh, problems, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. it, it was, I mean, I, I worked really hard to, to, to be where I am now, not only like, uh, like uh, working with, with what I'm doing, but like with myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I can see all the, you know, the payoff. Right. Uh, right. With, with my business as well, with my, you know, like personally, 
and uh, it's it feels super um, it feels so good you know yeah that you sure. can you can look and you can see like man I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, but yeah. I wish I just like, <laughs> you know, I, I wish I knew this earlier, you know, <laughs> because the, the key is you, you got to work, you got to, you got to really work hard. You, you got to grab a shovel and dig your way out. Yeah. Like in, exactly. there's no other way. No one's going to no. hand you a ladder in the hole. No one's going <laughs> to like drop a rope down there and pull you out. You, you've got to no. like dig yeah, your way out. Dig your way up. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and now you know it's it's the first couple of years are really, really you know they're really tough and 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 rough. But um, you know I you know I I hear like uh, people who've been like uh, sober and clean for 25, 30 years, and they'll tell me like it gets better every day. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, know? and I I think Even, the the other element that I've seen in others, um, the mm -hmm. people that kind of thrive afterwards are yeah. the people that devote a certain amount of their time to helping other people. Oh yeah. I, and I think true. that yeah. is a real factor too. And you yes. hear it all the time and it comes, becomes mm -hmm. kind of a cliche, but yeah. when you, when you're yep. doing something to help other people, then you're immediately yeah. taking that focus off of yourself. And yeah. you know, what, what about yeah. me? What about this thing and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. um, you know, it also puts things in perspective that, you know, everyone has challenges. Other people have challenges yeah. way bigger than what your personal yeah. challenges are. Yeah. You know, and I think that's also a big factor in staying yeah. healthy. Yeah. 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 I mean, just like uh, not long ago, an old friend of mine, he visited and I was like struggling with this back pain and I was feeling a little pity, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then he came and then he he was telling me just like casually, like, yeah, uh, he almost died at like he was in a coma with this like serious disease. So he was like almost dead. And then, yeah, him and his girlfriend, they had like five or six abortions. And now they finally got the uh, child number two. And it was like, it was just such big things, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, why? Stuff. Like, back pain. And like, uh -huh. he almost died. I, was like, I really needed to hear that, you know? Yeah, because yeah. Like it puts your own sort of problems in perspective, and if you're constantly in your own head and like uh, everything evolves around yourself, you don't get that perspective, you know. Yeah, right. And it's super really healthy for um, for yourself, you know, because you 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 really forget. You know, I I definitely didn't feel my back pain when he was telling me about. There you go. This, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And that, that's kind of a metaphor, really. I mean, it's like you know, yeah. when you take the focus off yourself, your problems kind of you know minimize yeah. or even disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, really good. So, so tell me this, because um, I don't always remember to do this. I, I did an episode mm. the other day, and I forgot to do this. But I really yeah. like asking people what they're listening to in the studio. Like, so, like, ah. <laughs> what, what, what have you been listening to? And um, yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, I listen to a lot of different music, but maybe ninety percent of the music I listen to, it's like house music. Or okay. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say the word techno because people have the wrong interpretation of what uh -huh. that is but here here in europe techno is a lot of different things but so this is what i listen to and i will listen to it from my you know from i ride my bike to work until i ride my bike home from work like all day long 
Um, and uh, it, it what would be an going, example? You know? Like what? What? Give me a couple of band names I can pull up on Spotify or something. Okay, yeah. So, like, um, at the moment, I'm listening a lot to this uh, DJ. He's called Yoku, and it's like Y O K O O Yoku. Like, Yoku. Uh, yeah, okay. Yoku. Yeah, and uh, then there is another artist. He's called Christian Lüffler, and he's uh, from uh, Berlin. Okay. And Christian with a C H, and then it's L O E. F F L E R. Okay. And the uh, last one could be. Oh, this is an artist who definitely keeps me uh, sober and clean and okay. makes me able to get through stressful times. It's uh, also a, a German producer. He's called uh, Traumprinz, and Traum means dream in Germany. It's like T R A U M P. Yeah, Prince, like in Prince. Okay. Uh, and it, yeah, he's, uh, it's like, it's really like, like deep, uh, yeah, deep house awesome. and techno. And, and I mean, it's, I, I come from a background doing a lot of clubbing and, uh, you know, going out to raves and okay. <laughs> doing a lot of drugs and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, but um, this music, it's just, you know, sometimes you have like periods of time where you listen to some hip hop and you listen to some breaks and you listen to some soul. But I just have not stopped listening to house music since I was, I don't know, 18 or 17. So, okay. so this, that's your this thing. Just, yeah, yeah, that's just my thing. And sometimes okay. when I'm like working on site, I would be like concentrating on painting a window with my headphones on, you know, doing this traditional work. And I, I bet people they're like, ah, he's probably listening to some, some old jazz music or some blues. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. yeah yeah that's my awesome. thing <laughs> yeah me, me, people's musical you? tastes fascinate me let me see let yeah. me pull let me pull up um my, <clears throat> my spotify because that'll that'll jog my memory uh, yeah. um so binging late lately on um old 70s rock and roll Oh yeah. Um, I, I really like George Harrison. Um, yeah. From the Beatles. Um, been revisiting uh, the band Rush, Canadian band that I've listened to a lot I over the years. Um, yeah. Really great lyrics. Uh, old seventies and eighties rock band. Okay. Um, and let's see what else would it pop up here i mean i when when i grew up i grew up with these uh with this hippie uh dad and okay. i would listen to like uh, you know loads of uh, blues and uh rock or like led zeppelin and blue uh-huh. Oyster cold and uh, uh you know deep purple and <laughs> lots of stuff like this like sabbath yeah there's a there's a playlist i i play a lot on um on uh spotify it's called where did it go i just saw it um 70s ultimate rock classics oh yeah (laughs) and then there there's another one um that my friend steve put together that is a really great one it's called yacht rock dance party 
Oh that, yeah, yacht rock. I, I yeah. used to listen to a lot of this. This is a, such a cool genre. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, super. Like Toto and uh... yeah, you, you you it's it's like if you're in a bad mood, you can't be in a bad mood listening yeah. to that while you're working because no. it's just goofy, it's upbeat so songs. Nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun stuff. So yeah, that that's for probably the last two to three weeks. Probably what I've been binging on most. Yeah, I also uh, there's a a, a band um, from. Oh gosh, I don't remember. I, they're somewhere from from somewhere in Africa, like northern Africa, called Tanarawin. I don't even know that. T i n a r w i n, I believe. Tanarwin. Tanarwin. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, look. Oh, Tanarawin. T i n a r i w e n. Okay. And they're they're kind of this um bluesy thing that's all their own. They 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 I, I got to see them in Dallas a couple years back. Oh yeah. And um they, they dress in all of their traditional garb. Um yeah. Sahara, I I'm thinking Sahara is where they're from, but it's I'm like not sure. Desert blues. Yes. Is it like desert blues? It's like yeah, desert. I, love that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing, but like the uh, whole genre. Oh, yeah, I've been to a couple. Yeah. I've yeah. it's so Super good. good. I, yeah. I, I love dig this. them yeah. up. You may, if you like that, dig them up. Yeah. You might really enjoy them. Uh, okay. The, most their most of their songs are in their their native language, so yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're singing about, and, but and and are, are the songs like very long? You know, are they like uh, they they've they got remember? some live ones that are pretty long, but yeah, um, yeah. The, the the they've got album cuts and they do nas- international yeah. tours and stuff, so it's a little more. Okay. I don't I don't think ra- radio friendly is the right word because I can't imagine no. anyone playing them. Uh-uh. But um, super super interesting good stuff. Yeah, I I, I I listen to them a lot while I'm working out back. Nice. Yeah, I remember listening to some of this Desert Blues. I forget the names now because it's all African names and hard to pronounce. But somehow, you know, it has, because of the uh, duration of the track, you know, maybe a track is like 10 minutes or 12 uh, minutes. And it's very like uh, some of it, even though it's like blues, Uh uh, it, it has a lot of repetitive like tones, you know, maybe the drums are super like trans uh, style drums. And uh, yeah, maybe it's a bit silly comparison, but it has something in common with like techno and house music because it's like... Hey, everything's it's connected rough. in one way or another. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that's silly. I, no. I think, I no, think uh, there's, probably, there's probably so much that goes into the influence <clears throat> of a band like that. Who knows? Like yeah. maybe their drummer yeah. is like a techno freak and he just works it in. Uh, there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. No, that's for Yeah. That's interesting. Well, this has been really yeah. great. I'm I'm really glad with, that uh, we were able to connect. I know some of our scheduling stuff yeah. was was up and down over yeah. the last week. Yeah, I'm but... happy we could make it happen. Actually, uh, when when we said to do it today, I was like, "Fuck!" I forgot the charger to my MacBook, and it was uh-huh. out of battery. And then, coincidentally, a friend of mine he just visited like an hour before uh, we uh, were supposed to talk. And I was like, I don't know, I don't want to uh, postpone this. And uh, my charger is at home. And I was like, ah, you can borrow my charger. And then I was like able to charge my MacBook like uh, half uh, full. And then he left. And then when he was supposed to get the charger, he was like, hey, I have two chargers. I accidentally <laughs> <laughs> took a charger at this advertising agency he's working. 
I was like, my God, the universe. The universe provides. <laughs> so I got the, the, the second charger. I'm going to deliver it to, to him tomorrow. But I ran out of battery and it saved uh, our show here. So it's awesome. so nice. Yeah, That's great. Well, but cool. yeah, it's been really nice to chat with you. Yeah, you too. And, um, you know, let's stay in touch. I, I, I'm yeah, anxious to see that uh art deco sign once you post it that'll be a yeah thing to i mean for. it's going to be uh i don't even know how to post it it's gonna fuck up my feet because it's like 12 <laughs> colors <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to uh to show it as well and it's really fun to work on i was i was making a, a color test today on the letter forms doing uh -huh. like this like split 3d block shade and like everything is like with loads of shades and colors like my God, it looks so three-dimensional. <laughs> like, this is what everyone else does. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. I understand it. <laughs> awesome. But no, it's nice. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll uh, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay, Hepcats. This is the part of the show where we play a song from the Arhuli archive, so pay attention. You can get these tunes from the legendary Arhuli records at arhuli.com. Now sit back, open up some one shot, crank up the volume, and expand your minds, babies. In the Morelos Mountains, campesinos are planting their fields. Where the ghost of Zapata rides a horse that can still outrun the In the city of San Antonio, a cowboy is cooling his heels Remembering that God gave us herbs and the fruits of the field But a criminal law that makes outlaws of those seeking light Takes the green Mexican Air Force, Mescalito riding his white horse Flying so high, yeah. How strange that an innocent herb causes money to burn. They'll jail you or kill you for making those rich fat cats squirm. They're the fools who make rules with no difference between wrong and right. Mexican Air Force fly home tonight Uncle Sam in his misery put a nix on the fields of Guerrero He said shoot down all gringos and wetbacks and air wear sombrero But the borders of evil will fall to the smugglers of light And the free Mexican Air Force, the Salito riding his white horse, the free Mexican Air Force is flying tonight, flying so high.
So high, I 